Hey guys, this is the Home with Havila podcast. I'm interrupting here just for a minute to tell you about some exciting things we have coming. My name is Ben Cunnington. I am co-founder of Truth the Table alongside my beautiful wife, Havila. And as you know, every January, we host a free online Bible study for anyone to be a part of. This year is no different and it is coming up quick. This year, we are going after spiritual gifts, the topic discovering and activating my spiritual gifts, a 15-day Bible study to identifying and understanding your unique spiritual gifts. We're super excited. Havila just finished writing the study. Uh, But as always, this study is completely free. It's online. It's video-based. All you have to do is sign up and save your spot. So if you haven't done that already, please do that. It's spiritualgiftsstudy.com. That's spiritualgiftsstudy.com. You can get the book as well if you want. We, you don't have to have that to be a part, but we always recommend it to dive deeper and get the full experience of the study. You can pick that up on Amazon or our store at Truth the Table. It's shop.truththetable.com. And the last thing is that we have special coaching sessions. If you are wanting more, if you are all about learning and understanding and diving deep on these topics of spiritual gifts. We have some really special experts that we are bringing in, Sean Bowles, as well as our friends here at Bethel Church. They are pastors, Richard and Libby Gordon, who are incredible, as well as Havila's dad is going to be joining as well. So they're going to be hosting special one-hour workshop-style coaching sessions that you can be a part of. So when you sign up for the free study, you will be prompted to uh, opt in as well. That's an option to join those coaching sessions. So anyways, uh, I'm going to jump right into the podcast here. We have Chris Valentin today joining us, and we are starting this topic of spiritual gifts. Last week, we had Joel Matamale, and this week, Havel is bringing in our friend and pastor, Chris Valentin, to talk about discernment. So tune in and join us. Can't wait. We'll see you at the end. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Home with Havila podcast. Again, we are continuing in our spiritual gifts podcast, and we're talking about how to identify and discover your spiritual gifts. These are critical to becoming a powerful person in your everyday life. And whether you're a minister that's prepping a message or you're a mom that's trying to figure out if your kid should have the sleepover at so-and-so's house, the gifts of the spirit will come in handy. They're gifts for us, they're gifts to activate, and they're gifts to empower us to live our spiritual life. And when we started talking about spiritual gifts, I, first person, I told my team out of everybody was I wanted Chris Valentin on the podcast. Now, Chris is known around the world for having uh, incredible books, best-selling books on this topic and starting and leading a school of ministry with thousands of students around the world and teaching them about their spiritual gifts. But I couldn't start there. Chris is one of my best friends. Like I love him. He has always believed in me, even as a 19 year old girl who could not spell, I still can't spell at 44, but back then, and I did not have a lot of confidence in really speaking in the prophetic and knowing 
and even having a culture, Chris has become that leading voice in my life throughout the years. And one thing I love is if you hang out with Bethel a little bit, you'll know that relationship and history matters, like doing life together through the decades, um, going through high times and low times together really adds just the sweetness and richness in our culture. And Chris and I, we've been friends for almost 25 years, which is insane to think about. And I've worked for Chris. I've worked with Chris. We've spoken at conferences. We were in Brazil two years ago together. We've done a lot of things in New York, but mostly we get to actually see each other throughout the week because I attend his leadership meetings and prophetic gatherings. And so Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That was a Great history lesson there. <laughs> we, have been, we have been, we've been friends. We've iron sharpens iron. We have, we've had some of the best arguments, right? <laughs> I can't think of any, there's only about a, five people on my hand that have men that have made me cry in my life. <laughs> oh, I'm in there. <laughs> but, I'm in there. but you're also one of those that always makes it right. Like we, we talk honestly, and you're honest with me. I never have to worry about what you think or you know, how you feel about me, which I think is a real gift in the world where things are always hidden messages and chaos and you're not sure. I think it's one of my favorite things about you is I'm going to get the honest truth and maybe even like, I don't want the honest truth. <laughs> so I'm always like, yeah, really, oh no. Like that someday. I want the truth if it's really positive. Yeah, about me, but if that's right. Yeah. If you I'm like me, if not, exactly. Use discretion. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Chris. So we obviously could go in our history, but today I want to talk about the gifts of the spirit. I know you've written some best-selling books on this topic. And I know that one of the strongest gifts that you operate in is not just the prophetic, but the gift of discernment. And I want to talk about the gifts of discernment and how you figured out that you had it. And then maybe even a history and some ideas of how we can operate it in our own life. So tell us, when did you start discovering the gifts of the spirit in your, in your faith walk? Well, let me say, I, re- I received the Lord by, you know, I had an encounter with the Lord at, before I knew him at all, you know, and my mother was sick and I heard an audible voice and the audible voice said, uh, I, I said to God, if you heal my mother, I'll find out who you are and I'll serve you the rest of my life. And he said, you have what you've requested. And the next day my mother was well. Wow. And then about a week later, the voice came back and said, you know, you said if I healed your mother that you'd serve me and I'm waiting. And so that was my introduction to the kingdom was through an audible voice. By the way, I've heard the audible voice of God twice. I just described it both. Since I've known the Lord, I've never heard the audible voice of God again. Wow. So that was my introduction. So my introduction to the kingdom was came from actually, you know, from an audible voice. So Later on, you know, I, I learned 20 years later that there's people that actually don't believe and that God still speaks. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to work for me because that's all I got here, you know. So, you know, that that kind of thing. And then I just began, you know, I got saved in the Jesus movement, which was charismatic. So charismatic, meaning they kind of operate in the gifts. And to be totally frank, the team I was with, the, you know, the community I was with didn't know the Bible very well, but they they really had a real hunger for the gifts of the spirit. And so, you know, I, I, I just grew up like there wasn't a separation for me. Like we're talking about the gifts right now, like I do in my books, like almost like, OK, there's a walk with God. Then there's these gifts. And, you know, it's 
great way that we teach them, but they actually, they just actually flow like with life, right? So that's kind of my beginning. And then the gift of distinguishing of spirits. And I like to call it the gift of distinguishing of spirits. And the reason I say that is that the title itself helps you to know that this isn't just about evil spirits. This is actually about distinguishing spirits, whether it's a human spirit, an evil spirit, or angelic spirits. And so that was kind of my introduction. You know, introduction to that world was in the very early days, I had this gift and I didn't know what it was because like somebody uh, would come into my presence and I would have this like really like, like beyond the feeling, but I'll, I'll describe it as a feeling, but like there's something really wrong with this person, even though they look really together, like there's something really wrong. And I think I, de- I developed the gift of distinguishing of spirits really around evil spirits first because of the way I, I grew up in a very dangerous home. So I think that it's kind of, that was my, and I was on the streets. So I think the Lord opened that gift up to me quickly because that was kind of like how I became street smart was in the spirit. I became street smart in the spirit. And so I, I like, I knew things about people and the other thing, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this funny story. So we were involved in a lot of deliverances with, you know, casting demons out of people, right? And I mean, we didn't get very many people free, but we had a, a really good time at, in the beginning. But I remember being, uh, Bill, Bill Johnson invited me to do this deliverance on this guy. And I walked in, sat down with him, and I laid hands on him with Bill to, you know, to pray for him. And immediately had this overwhelming picture in my mind of, of pornography and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I have to leave the room because I feel like I have a, I have a problem with porn, even though I never had a problem with porn, uh-huh. well, maybe in my early, early teens, but you know, not as an adult. So I, I said to Bill, I have to go. And I was all sweaty, like, oh my gosh, I got to. And then that happened to me three times where we'd go to pray for somebody and I would suddenly have like this overwhelming feeling I want to kill myself, like suicide or this overwhelming feeling, you know, just like these, these almost like a compulsion to do evil. So, but the third time it happened, I'm like, I wonder if this is the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me about what's going on in that person. And what I learned really quickly is when I get in their metron, the word metron is in the Greek, it doesn't translate into English, but it means sphere of influence. When I get into someone's sphere of influence, whatever was bothering them, especially if it's a demon, would bother me. And that was the, that was my introduction to the gift of distinguishing of spirits in the negative side, in the, in the, in the demonic side. And that's kind of how I, I began. And I think there's a lot of people that have been diagnosed as bipolar, not all of them, but some of them are people who have the gift of distinguishing of spirits, but they don't know how to use it. So they have these huge mood shifts as they move through metrons. And, uh, and they don't, they don't know what to do with it, you know, so it's like, this gift is awesome. It's an awesome tool. If you, if you have, you know, it's like great gift. If you have no, if you don't, if you don't have a skill with it, then it kind of bothers you. Yeah. It torments you. Did you know that you had the gift of just like, did you always have that? Even as a kid, you could just sense and you knew it. And then as you started to learn about the gifts, you began to identify it. But did you always kind of have a propensity towards discernment? I think that I had, a, I think I had some inherent gift in my, in my lineage. Like some people 
I think uh, most often our gifts are awakened when we find the Lord. I think sometimes there are resonant gifts in us from birth. And I think my birth and my, my early life was so traumatic that I feel like the Lord really, I don't know if we'd still call it the gift of discernment because I didn't yet know the Lord and his, right. and his spirit wasn't in me, but definitely was experiencing discernment from probably from an outside in perspective instead of inside out, like the Holy Spirit was on me, but still not in me. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And uh, yes, I would, I would think that's true. Yeah. That's, that's a really well to say that. I see it on a lot of children. And, yeah. and so, you know, I don't know how you work the theology out and I want to be careful because, you know, we, we have, we have all these watchdogs that are like, Hey, that's how, how do you, how do you navigate the Bible there? And I, I agree if it's not, you know, if it's anti the Bible, but there are a lot of children that really have a strong discerning spirit and they're really troubled. And I say, if you're old enough to deal with the devil, then you're old enough. You know, if you're old enough to be tormented, then you're old enough to be an arrow in the hand of a warrior, Psalms 127, and learn spiritual discernment and spiritual warfare as a child. Yeah, I love that. One of the things you were saying is that the enemy wanted you to own what you were experiencing. So I think it's different. And again, I know what you're saying, which is, you know, theologically, the gift comes, it's your birthday gift. It's your new birth. It's the gifts that come. But I also think that there are gifts and talents that have been within us that can be awakened. So like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have necessarily, um, you know, a, I know this is the gift of wisdom, but I was pretty good at making good decisions. There was a gift already in the mix and then Mm -hmm. add that extra Holy spirit. And it really, it's almost like it's a turbocharge. So I had an ability in some ways that could be used for the enemy or for good. But then once I actually surrendered it to God, there was an anointing and then the gift comes on it. And that's when it becomes very evident, but I love what you're saying. And I think something that we've been, you've been really good at doing in our community is not allowing us to own things that aren't ours. And I think that's what the church world often, especially people that deal with shame, guilt, fear, we're told you need to pray more, read more. You need to get someone to, you know, counsel you. But when did you start having that idea that, wow, these things, and you kind of spoke about it in the story, but when did you start realizing that this was the enemy trying to get you to own something that wasn't yours? Well, I, I think that the enemy can't stop a gift from God. So he tries to pervert it, you know, pervert. Perversion means the wrong version. And it t- honestly, like that, what I, the, the story I just described was my first awakening that this, this gift I had, how it works, like how it works. So that I started realizing that one of the most, most often the way the gift of distinguishing of spirits works for me on the side of evil spirits is when whatever's bothering someone else will bother me when I get in their space in their Metron. So, you know, uh, and I think it works like this for a lot of people. Uh, I, I'd say women are, can be most sensitive to this gift. Like, have you ever been shopping? Like you just like, Oh, I got the kids. I got a babysitter, man. I got out after, you know, two weeks of being cl- and you're excited. You get into the first store and you all of a sudden feel exhausted, like, like almost mm-hmm. like you have chronic fatigue and you're like, oh my gosh, I am so tired. I, I just need to get my car and go home. And you get in your car and you get like a mile from the store and you feel fine. And you're like, and most of the time you go, oh, I got my second wind. 
No, what actually happened most likely is that the manager or the owner, somebody who has authority in that store, has a spirit of fainting. You know, Isaiah 61 says, I'm going to give you a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they literally have a spirit of fatigue on them. And when you walked in the store, the spirit that's on them bothered you. But because you weren't spiritually aware, you thought it was you. And if you, if you like, this is great, we're talking about this, because what we want you to do is we want you to go, wait a second, I walked in here fine. I had plenty of energy before I came in here. That thing does not have power over me. And now I tell that spirit, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have power over me. And I, and I live under an open heaven so that the metron I live in becomes the dominant force in the room instead of the metron that somebody that's invited the enemy in has in their life. Instead of letting what they've cultivated influence me, I let what I've cultivated influence them. But I have to have this gift so I actually know, oh, that's actually a spirit. It's brilliant. I mean, this has been, as a leader, it's literally the thing that I think sets us apart is being able to navigate atmospheres because I could go into a church and all of a sudden I feel judged or I feel, you know, like, oh, the church is dying. And I'll think, what is going on? And before, when I was a young leader, I would take it on as, oh, I needed to pray more. I just needed to, I needed to be more ready or, you know, they don't like me. But now as somebody in ministry for, you know, two decades, almost three, I can go in and go, oh, no, that's not mine. I didn't, I didn't come with that. I was thinking about, we are in the process of purchasing a home. And when we went to look at it the first time, I was really excited. And yeah, we had lots of dreams. It needs a ton of work, you know, which I is terrifying as a young family. You're thinking, how much is this going to be like the money pit, the movie, the money pit, but we're going through it. And the second time we went back to look through it, this time we took a realtor and, you know, a couple other people, I started having this anxiety of, we can't do this. There's no, we can do this. It's going to fall apart. It's going to spend too much. We're going to spend too much money. It's, I started feeling this dread and this anxiety And I left the house and I looked at Ben and his face had changed and my face had changed. And all of a sudden it was a light bulb. No, no, no. That's what's in the home right now. And I'm not giving it to any specific person, but within that atmosphere, there's dread and there's a lack of investment. There's a lack of how do we get there from here? And it's true. The house hasn't been touched for 10 years. So that's probably what's happening. So I think what you're trying to do is give people an awareness that when we don't own things and we call the enemy out, life gets so much easier. So my question is, if somebody walks in an atmosphere like a store or like their church leadership team, or whether it's even in their home and their kid's home, how do they deal with that atmosphere? Because if they're feeling anxious about it and they feel discouraged or they're not sure what it is, how do you deal with an atmosphere? Well, let me say, first of all, what we're talking about is once you can discern that that spirit is not your human spirit, nor is it your soul, then that's the, okay, that's, so we'd call that step one. Step two is I reject it. So I'm like that. No, 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 no. You don't have influence over me. Step three is what is the truth? So what is the Holy Spirit saying to my spirit? In your case, you were saying, no, the Lord wants us to have this house. Yeah, that's the truth. 
Yeah. So, you know, Jesus said, you'll know the truth. This is John uh, 8, 34. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. The word truth there is not rhema or logos. It's the word reality. You'll mm-hmm. know reality and that will free you. So the challenge is, is that discernment helps me to actually know reality. What is real? And uh, and I think wow. that that's that's super important. I, I want to a- cover one more aspect of this too, which uh, in uh, you know Second Corinthians five seventeen is the verse everybody knows. If any man be in Christ, he's new creation. But I love the sixteenth verse in the last eight months, which says, "We know each other no longer after the flesh. We knew Christ once this way, but know Him no longer this way." Next verse: If any man be in Christ. The connotation is that we need to know each other after the spirit. This is the positive side. It's all positive, but this is the discerning of spirits used to understand the human spirit so that I can actually know you after the spirit, your spirit, instead of after the flesh. And what that does is it helps me think about Jesus. Jesus uh, is standing, doing miracles, all the stuff's going on. But they did not, like, he did very few miracles in his hometown because they didn't know who he was. Like, isn't this the, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this the son of Joseph and Mary? But when you have the gift of distinguishing of spirits and you know each other after the spirit, you can think about that person future present so that I'm not just thinking of the message you made when you were in high school the, you know, the relationship I had with you when you were messed up or, you know, you're even, you know, even, even knowing you like, oh yeah, you're the, you're the great bookkeeper. When I know you after the spirit, I may go, oh, everybody knows you as a bookkeeper, but I know you as the prophetess. And so this is the other part that we really need to cultivate because I feel like their answers to prayer are all around us. We're like, Lord, send me someone who is da 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 this amazing person. And the Lord's like, yeah, that's Jane. She lives next door. You have a great relationship with her. But the thing is, is that I don't access from Jane what God put in Jane for me because I only know her after the flesh. Like, I'll, I'll share this one scripture and then you can take it back. But you know, Jesus said, if you uh, receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. The point that Jesus is making is that you have to know the person as a prophet to actually receive the grace from their life that is in their spirit. And so you may, you know, sometimes uh, I'm not, we're really not talking about prophets today, but sometimes prophets have a less than perfect life. And we're like, I can't receive from that person. Well, you can't receive from them often because you only know them after the flesh. And you don't know them after the spirit. And this is where I think the gift of distinguishing of spirits in my mind right now for the 21st century, what we live in right now, there are so many snakes in the palace. You know, the story of Aaron throwing down his staff and there was, he, you know, he released his snake. And then, you know, the sorcerers released snakes. There are so many snakes in the palace right now, metaphorically speaking, that we often are running away from the thing God started with Aaron and Moses. It's a metaphor. Because we don't have discernment, we go, all oh, the snakes are bad. And I'm like, actually, God started this fight with a snake. So there's all these things that the gift of distinguishing of spirits brings to us. 
in which we start to view the world through this spiritual paradigm. And we're like, wow, you wouldn't know that was happening in John. But John's actually become an amazing man of God, even though he has this history. And I can see it on him because I have this gift of distinguishing spirits, if that helps. Yeah, I'm. it's kind of very profound, meaning that yeah, I now am not limited. I'm not limiting those around me by the story or their history. I'm now seeing them through how the Holy Spirit sees them. And now I have access to people and things I would, I would have been asking God for like, God, send me a prophet, send me, you know, a, a word of wisdom, send me a gift of healing. And then it comes through somebody we go, well, I don't know if that's really where I'm going to get it. And God goes, no, here's the filter. I'm seeing them right now. And now and what you're, I think what you're trying, what, what you have said, and I'm trying to capture is that you, we miss the gifts of God around us through people because of our filter, judgment, criticism, history, all of that. I think that's profound. So if somebody, let's say, okay, I'm going to start looking around. I'm not going to start through my own human lens saying they have the gift of this and they show the gift of that. And I'm going to get that from them, but begin to say, Holy spirit, give me eyes to see what you see and how you see it with them. There should be a sense of an awakening, right? Where we start to see people, not as we've always seen them and we're missing people along the way. So let's say somebody sees a gift on somebody or, you know, you go, I think that that's a prophet. He's a firefighter, but I think he's got the gift of prophecy or, you know, that's, she's like a nurse, uh, you know, a a NICU nurse, but I think she has the gift of healing. How do we start to identify that for individuals and, and call it out of them? Yeah. And let me add, let me add another dynamic to what you just said. Who's growing up in your home? Who's growing up in your home yeah, come on. for so many people who are going to listen to this podcast? Because here's another challenge. As parents, we really know our kids after the flesh. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, all of us. Like, you know, it's like we're the ones shaping them, sometimes through the five-fold ministry, which is <laughs> banking. And, 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 and the question is, we are, we don't even realize that we're raising world changers and history makers because we get so entrenched in the daily responsibility of disciplining these kids that we forget who's freaking growing up in our home. It's true. So, you know, so I think that this is like, this is where we as parents, whether we're just spiritual parents or natural parents or both, this gift has to turn on in us so that we treat people not as they are, but as they're called to be, and we invite them into their divine destiny. And I think it happens like this for me, Havila, it could be different for other people. I'll get in the presence of somebody who is maybe problematic, let's just say, just for an extreme example. And I'll just be like, yeah, I know you're kind of, you know, whatever, jerk or whatever. And then something will happen and my inner eye will be open. And I'll all of a sudden see them like in my imagination as doing something crazy, amazing. Maybe a concert pianist or I see them on stage preaching. You know, it's like I feel this overwhelming sense that, wow, there's something amazing in this person. And I know I would have never imagined that because what I'm imagining is you being in prison at this point. <laughs> and 
I start to, there's something awakens in me to the full potential of the person whose presence I'm in. And maybe in a dynamic, Havla, that isn't obvious. That isn't obvious. Maybe, maybe God, maybe I, I feel an overwhelming sense like this person has a gift of wisdom. They're kind of behaving foolishly. And, and then and then my my role in their life is to inspire or help to germinate that gift. I can't, I'm not, I don't give them the gift, but I can. I can give gifts, by the way, but I just can germinate that gift for them, begin to identify it in them, call it out in them, water it in them, and watch it grow in them, and maybe even help shape it if I'm the right person to do that. And I feel like there, I feel like our children are not, not meeting their full potential often because we are so in the flesh. And when I say in the flesh, I'm not talking about evil flesh. I'm just talking about in the natural world that we were missing opportunities to actually cultivate what can I say is discover, develop, and deploy is the, the word I, I love to use. The gifts that are that are that are resident in our own children and our friends and spouses around us. I, I love that. And that's something that I think us at Bethel specifically have developed a culture that believes in people and are you're not stuck in a position, but yeah. we can see, I mean, I remember, you know, coming in it from a, an atmosphere where it was very, you know, I'll see it when I, I'll see it when I believe, I'll believe it when I see it, when you show up in this way, then I can see you as that and being in an atmosphere where you think, wait, I, you know, that, that she has some problems, right. Or like, you know, yeah. he's like made a mess over here. And yet you're talking about utilizing this get like it was confusing and I travel like you do. Yeah. And it's often the concern people have with our atmosphere is, yeah. you know, how do you is so-and-so with you, but like they're making mess over here. They, they're not happy about this. And I've often said, isn't it amazing that we can disagree and run together? It's yeah. such a, it's a dichotomy and people don't understand it because what happens is once you start telling people they can run with people they don't agree with, then all of a sudden they have to see people as God sees them and they can't just write them off. It's much easier to write somebody off than it is to believe in somebody who has the potential totally. to hurt you or to, totally. you know, uh, in, in some ways hurt the experience. I'm seeing this in the churches that I'm going in right now. There are kids that are growing up in spiritual atmospheres and their parents, spiritual parents, you know, leaders, they're having a hard time giving them that freedom. And the issue is, I think it's two things. I think the first is that the leader has known them so long, the familiarity, the messes that they've had to clean up on their behalf. There's a part of them that's like, you got to grow up. But then there's an also a part where we don't change either. Like, I went to high school and in a, a place called Yuba city. And there's a, there's a bar in that city that I remember in like college age, these guys would go down and hang out at this bar. Well, now 20 years later, I can ask how so-and-so, Oh, you know, he's still hanging out at that bar. And I think they're still hanging out the same bar after two decades. They never changed because they didn't see themselves as changing either. Like they had to walk themselves to the bar. They had to sit up there and have the same drink for day, year after year, year after year. So yeah. there's this kind of blame game, which is I can't be who I'm called to be because you haven't let me. But also there's a part yeah. of me that says, no, 
you aren't who you're called to be because you haven't let yourself. And there's something about that, that we have to also be able to discern what God has and actually see ourselves with a a new discernment. Like the gift of discernment on our lives has to come through as well and say, okay, God, I discern that you're mad at me and that you're frustrated and that I didn't do this right. And then you actually discern, oh, the Holy Spirit saying you can, you will do it. That's a different sense of discernment. And I think people, they, it happens in both atmospheres. Yeah. You have to have it for yourself as well as for others is your point. You do. And being able to, you know, being able to dis- distinguish the spirit, your own human spirit. I, I love the way Romans 12 puts it. Uh, Paul said it this way. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to think as to have sound judgment for God has given uh, gifts, different gifts to everyone. So it's like that. There you go. It's like we always preach the don't think more highly of yourself part and don't don't talk about the second part of that, but to think as to have sound judgment. And that's that whole discernment. We need it for ourselves. We need it for our spouses. We do. I think it changes the world when we when we walk in that gift. And, you know, one, it, you know, it creates a safety for us from the from the side of the demonic side. But it also creates such acceleration and encouragement for us on the discerning the human spirit and the Holy Spirit in the room. Yeah, I love that. So, Chris, I'm almost out of time with you. Let me ask you, how can we as a church um, and as people, men and women, how do we develop the gift of discernment in this next 2022? What are we supposed to be looking for for the gift of discernment? And then also Like, where do you think our discernment should be focused in this season? Well, I think we developed a gift by, I I love the, I love low key development and low risk, meaning I don't start by, you know, what I do is I ask the Holy Spirit for the gift of distinguishing of spirits. So there we go. I start there. And, you know, Jesus said, if you, if you, you know, if you ask for, you know, if you ask for a loaf, is he going to give you a serpent? You know, it's like, right. So so we ask for it. The second thing is I start to minister in it. So maybe uh, usually I, I love to it to be with people I'm in relationship with. So, you know, I say to somebody, you know, or maybe I say to my friend, like, I feel like there's this real thing on you about music. Like you can, it, it, do you kind of hear music in your head all the time? I like, I see these musical notes over you and they go, no, that wouldn't be me. And you're like, okay, my discernment's off. Or they go, yeah, that, wow, no one's even, I never even told anybody that before. So, you know, I start to get feedback so that I actually know what's the voice of God and what's my, you know, what's my own thoughts. And when, you know, in our marriages, we can, you know, say, Hey, you know, I I don't know if you're kind of feeling, you know, like, are you like, you have this overwhelming sense of worthlessness because I feel like there's this spirit that's trying to make you feel worthless. Yeah. That's, that's what's been happening to me oh my gosh, I'm starting to actually, I'm starting to actually use this gift in a productive way. And then I can use it with my children, you know, and a job. And it's, it's powerful, really. It really is. I mean, we're talking, God will show you who to hire. He'll show you what's going on with your kids. When you, when they're not talking to you, he'll show you, I mean, a lot of things, even atmosphere, what's happening. I'll travel in in the city. I'll go into the hotel room. I'll think what's happening in this city or what's happening. And it's not judgment. It's a discernment to know how can I be most effective? And that's what the gift of discernment does. It makes us effective. We can use the same weapon every fight, or we can have the right weapon 
at the right fight and it makes it a lot easier, a lot faster and a lot more effective. So I love you, Chris. Tell me, I know many people that are listening to this would say, I want more on this topic. You've written a couple books. The one that I obviously think of as the best-selling Spirit Wars. Um, Is there anything else that I'm missing on this topic that would be critical for them to know? Yeah, Spirit Wars, there's the whole thing on on, uh, the gift of distinguishing spirits. I actually like the way I tackled this gift in my new book called Spiritual Intelligence, because uh, in Spirit Wars, I didn't really um, I didn't really go into the positive side of the gift of distinguishing spirits. And I feel like I had a lot more balanced approach in the in the SQ Spiritual Intelligence book, which we just released about, I don't know, six, eight months ago. Um, So um, I would say that book has a lot in it, too. And you've got several books, too, uh, on this subject. By the way, I just want to say this before we get off. You know, Suspicion's the Evil Stepsister uh, Mm. sermon. And so many uh, Christians, when they get tired, they get angry, they get bitter. You know, they have a negative opinion of someone. I I just want to, I just feel like we kind of have to end with this little piece because this is the reason why discernment has a bad name because it's been replaced by suspicion in the church. Wow. And so I just want to say to all of you, as you're learning, like don't use the gift to take somebody down or to criticize them or to think badly of them because the accuser, um, you know, I think it's revelation 13 accuses us day and night. And we want to make sure we don't partner with that spirit by allowing like that suspicion to sneak in and shut down our discernment really and become a advocate for the accuser. So anyway, I just felt to say that before we closed. I love that. You just said that. I mean, that's just very articulate and I would never have thought of it like that, but that is the part that you go. We don't need suspicion roaming around. We need to get the discernment, but it needs to be bathed in a love for people not in a fear of people. Um, Chris, I love you so much. Guys, we'll post all of these uh, these uh, items and books and courses in our show notes so you guys can capture that. And um, Chris, thanks for coming to the podcast. And I'm very confident that you'll be back. So I'll see you this week. I love Bye. you. God bless. Love you too. All right, guys. That was so great. Loved that episode and love this topic. I'm getting excited for this study that we have coming up with spiritual gifts. So anyways, we are just always honored to have friends and and people like Chris join on the podcast. So just super grateful. And yeah, if you like this podcast, I would love to have you share this with your friends, post it online, take a screenshot, let us know where you're listening from, tag us at Havila Cunnington or at Truth the Table. And we'd love to re-share and repost that. But yeah, as always, if you listen to this podcast, we, we just would love for you to rate it, write us a review, wherever you're listening. We always read and, and uh, just love hearing from you guys, wherever you are at in the world. So yes, again, if you want to check out any of the resources that Havala and Chris mentioned, uh, check out the show notes, what we've posted some links. And again, don't forget, sign up for the free study. It's spiritualgiftsstudy.com. Make sure you're on that list. Make sure you jump in, share it with your friends, your sister, your mom, your grandma, your girlfriends, whoever you want to pull in and and start the year off right. We are getting so excited to start this 
Discovering and Activating Your Spiritual Gifts Bible Study. So again, guys, thanks for joining us on the podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you.